Hello Gen X, welcome back to the water cooler. I hope you have all had a good week as we settle into this new year. Hope things are getting back to as much normal as possible. Um, if you will indulge me, I want to tell you a story, uh, something that happened to me this week that I found both humorous and a little odd. Um, I don't know if you ever had an out-of-body experience. Uh, you'll know what I mean in a second. My kids are getting ready to transition back to some form of in-school, in in-person uh, school attendance. And one of my boys needs to get updated on his vaccines. And so I went into the, the office there to schedule an appointment. And I was talking to the receptionist and trying to go over when we could get an appointment scheduled. And I was hoping for uh, sometime toward the end of, of last week. And apparently nothing was open, and so she was looking at the schedule and, and was looking into the following week, and she said, well, how about Tuesday at, at 8.30? And at first I thought, yeah, sure, that's fine. And then I immediately realized, oh, wait, but, you know, that won't work. My son's going to be in, in school that day, so it'll, it'll have to be later in the week. Uh, so Tuesday and Wednesday won't work. Uh, have to be a different day and she paused and said okay how about Wednesday afternoon <laughs> now again now I've had an out-of-body experience but in that moment I swear I in, instead of standing there in front of that desk and looking down at her I, I was looking upon myself <laughs> as as though I was someone else and and in in place of myself I saw these this set of eyes, these two eyes, blinking, just with a blank, blank look, as, as vacant as as eyes can be, just blinked, trying to figure out where that message got crossed up. <laughs> now, now the girl's young. I don't know if she was a, a millennial or a Gen Z, or probably a Gen Z. Right? I mean, she seemed like she was early mid twenties, but I just could not understand where that communication went awry. I said, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday won't work, to which he immediately replied, well, how about Wednesday afternoon? I just, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, you know, I've yet to figure out what the etiquette is, whether it's, you know, talking to someone in, at work or family or receptionist at a doctor's office. I don't know the etiquette to say, no, you moron, I just said that. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I, that, that, I, I found that funny. I found that odd. Again, I, I, I don't know if you've had a, some kind of similar experience where someone responds to, with just some inane, moronic response and you, you just stare blankly with your eyes blinking trying to figure out what in the world you're going to say and how what type of verbal gymnastics you're going to employ <laughs> able to get through this very simple idea that you were trying to convey I don't know. I, I, that, that's something that that happened to me that I, I found humorous a little bit odd and maybe something that that you could relate to now this this past Monday was Martin Luther King Day you know so the you know the kids were off as far as school is concerned I still had to work which is no big deal because working remote um, but 
one of the things that I found interesting uh, with respect to Martin Luther King Day was on, I don't remember exactly if it was Saturday or Sunday, um, but when, when, whichever day was officially his 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 birthday, but I, I saw something online that said today would have been Martin Luther King's 92nd birthday, and I found that very, very interesting. Um, and I said to my son, I said, "Hey, what do you know? You know, on this day, it, you know, you know, today would have you know, was Martin Luther King's birthday, and he would have been 92 today." And he felt and felt that was interesting too, because on one sense, it didn't feel that old. Again, again, you know, 92 is elderly or whatever. But it, it both it occurred to both of us at that time that Martin Luther King otherwise could very well be alive. You know, we we saw that. You know, Betty White over the weekend, I believe it was, celebrated her 99th birthday. And, you know, there's a, a lot of uh, recognition of that. And, you know, she's you know, a very beloved actress. But Martha, Martin Luther King would have been seven years younger. I, it's, he, if Had he not been assassinated, he very well could have been, you know, could have been alive right now. And it just kind of caused us both to pause and wonder what exactly it was that we all missed over the past 50 plus years from having him been gone. Um, particularly the past decade or so, I, I think we all could have used his insight and his leadership and his spirit uh, because it definitely seems like, or it feels like, to a very large extent, his message has been lost. Uh, we're certainly more divided than ever. Um, you know, certainly along racial lines, we seem to be more divided than ever. And, and you know, as a as a Gen Xer, you know, growing up, having listened to his speech and in his his letters from the Birmingham jail, you know, reading through those, you know, we we as Gen Xers certainly took it to heart. It, you know, the things that he said, the things that he taught, made a profound amount of sense. It seemed like it was something that we would all do well with following. But over the years, little by little, and sometimes in in large large stretches, it, it seems like we have drifted further and further away from that message. And it, as just reading that little snippet that he would have been 92 years old, um, first of all, being interesting, it was a little bit sobering, kind of reflecting on all the, the things that we have, we have missed out um, of, of his life and his legacy. And, and certainly as a, as a country and as a culture, we definitely feel like we have slipped backwards uh, and, and gone counter to all those things that he, that he fought for, all the things that he, that he taught. But some, something that, would, that was a little bit reflective over, over the weekend and as we as we uh, recognized uh, that day on Monday. Uh, but real quick, in touching base on some of the f fallout as, as it happens from the, the Capitol protest, and this is something that doesn't seem like it's going to go away anytime soon. Um, but I did find it interesting that as they continue to round up you know, some of those uh, more vocal and, and widely documented rioters, 
know, the FBI is is gathering information and they're they're taking tips. I saw there, there's there's one girl who you know, turned in her own parents, uh, which you know felt weird. But apparently, this is you know family that kicked her out because she was voting for Biden or supported you know the BLM product. I, I forget the specifics on it. And well, she saw her her parents and her family and and called the FBI and turned them in and you know, just just kind of a, a a weird deal. But some of the more widely photographed individuals surprise surprise have, have turned out to be not overt trump supporters um like the the buffalo head guy you know there's there's one dude wearing kind of leather skins his he turned out he's a registered democrat his father is a judge in new york a democrat judge in new york there's another guy who was standing next to the the bison head guy who you know, was was had a, a Trump flag and a hoodie with a with a MAGA hat on top of it and a beard. He is also not a Trump supporter. He is a registered Democrat. Um, you know, very unsurprising. But it, as as they start rounding them up, I, I find it funny, if not predictable, that a lot of some some of the more uh, vocal entrants into the Capitol that day. Uh, certainly not all of them, but you know, some of the more vocal ones who were who were breaching the the rotunda and and were were involved in in trying to storm the speaker's quarters uh, have shown predictably not to be full Trump supporters. Now again, that that whole ordeal was was certainly a sight to behold. It was something that never should have happened, obviously. And it's certainly not the sole result of Antifa or BLM or whomever, but it is certainly also not the sole result of Trump supporters as it is being handled and and depicted within the the media and the press. Um, And kind of coupled with that, the censorship of all things conservative and all conservative voices uh, seems to be only beginning. There are some fairly loud shouts and calls to be more aggressive as far as censoring conservative voices and not just some of the whacked out QAnon radicals, but mainstream conservative voices. Uh, there has been a, a call by CNN and, and others to censor Newsmax, Newsmax and OAN the One American News Network, um, to censor them on social media, to pressure cable carriers to stop carrying those channels. And I think we are at just the very beginning of this this aggressive push to censor conservative voices, which ultimately it ends up just being dissenting voices as the the power shifts in Washington, and it's something that's both sad and scary. You know, you, you really wonder where this is going to stop. Um, you know, the you know social media uh, giants are treating conservative media and conservative voices as terrorists. You know, they they refuse to censor Al Qaeda. They and um, other overt terrorist organizations iran calling for the destruction of israel um they they will not censor those but heaven forbid you say that something fishy happened within the the 2020 
election and you are going to be deplatformed. You're going to be censored. And it's just something that is bizarre, particularly when you consider that four years ago, there was a drumbeat screaming that the 2016 election was compromised and stolen from Hillary Clinton. In fact, there are still Twitter posts from Nancy Pelosi in 2017, even saying that the election was stolen, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't seem to be any effort to censor that. There doesn't seem to be any flagging that as that claims of a stolen election in 2016 are disputed, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's very, it's curious, and it's curious how overt it is. It's, it's, it's really almost surreal to watch. I mean, you have Katie Kirk, for Pete's sake, going on TV saying, you know, that wondering how we are going to deprogram Trump supporters. I, I mean, it's just weird stuff. And it would, it would actually only remain weird if they weren't serious. But knowing that they're serious just makes it, somewhat frightening and you just you, you wonder where in the world it ends um, but it, it certainly doesn't seem that it's going to be ending uh, where we are spinning our wheels right now um, you know, you know, Twitter continues their aggressive push for cens- censorship and you, you, between Jack Jack Dorsey and Vijaya Gotti um, they are just pushing more and more, you know, to to censor and to deplatform, and it, it's it's weird. Um, you know, do you even you even have Germany, you have Angela Merkel, and and other leaders in across Europe who are who are saying that that's a little bit aggressive for social media companies to be censoring uh, individuals and politicians. Now, I don't know about you, but if the president of Germany is telling telling you that, you know, you're overstepping a little bit, you know, <laughs> maybe you are. You know, I, I think I think Germany knows what they're talking about as far as as strong-handed tactics are concerned. Uh, now, it's not as though they're trying to make the argument for to not censor anything, because in their mind, the you know, censorship isn't done by. Um, Private, private or public companies, censorship is done by the government, which, you know, the, the way that that big tech and the Democrat Party and, and the powers that are that are control in Washington are, are joined at the hip. Those are probably kind of one and the same. That, those lines are a little bit blurry as we sit now. Uh, but it's 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 interesting that, you know, Germany and, and other less than then free speech countries across Europe are looking at what's happening in our data platforms and saying that, yeah, I might be overstepping a little bit. And if Germany says you are, you might want to self-reflect their, uh, their Twitter. But who knows? Jack, Jack Dorsey, Vijaya Gotti, I mean, they're, they're human trash. They're, they're human debris. You, you wouldn't expect them to be honest. You wouldn't expect them you know, to to act in good faith and and we are certainly seeing that now inauguration day is is quickly approaching and everybody seems to be on edge which i find bizarre you know this is coming from someone who thinks 
that the 2020 election full on was was cheated. It was stolen for various means. And the question has always been whether or not they can prove it. Now, coming from someone who rolls his eyes at at the plugsy and heels up administration, no way in the world do I think there ought to be rioting and any kind of unrest on Inauguration Day. If anything, what I'm going to be doing on Inauguration Day is ignoring it all. I'm going to go about my business. I'm going to work. I'm going to do what I need to uh, for my family and my kids and take it from there. And that's that. You know, I'm not going to angry post on social media. I don't want to or- organize or participate in any kind of a protest or riot or whatever. That's just simply not what we do. And even, even though I, I, I don't agree, I at least have the maturity to say, okay, we, there's, a, there's a better way to go about it. But D.C. seems to be on full mil- military lockdown. And, you know, the irony definitely seems to be lost on so many that you, you see the, the pictures around Washington and it seems so much, it has the look and feel of a military coup. Now, we, we know that Nancy Pelosi was essentially suggesting the equivalent of a, of a coup, and she told the military leaders to ignore any direct order from Trump. But it, 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 it certainly has this weird totalitarian look and feel to it, and it's just not the, the look that we want to project to the to the to the country and especially to the world, but here we are. You know that that's what happens when you elect someone who is senile and and you you give the you know power to a a political party who is bent on control, who is just who wants and lusts after power like any any third rate uh, third world dictatorship but here we are um but i i definitely hope that there's no violence you know i as much as i disagree with biden i i hope that nothing bad and violent happens to him or his family i hope nothing violent happens to kamala harris and not because they themselves aren't trash they are i believe they are but to have something like that happen to elected officials, even under dubious circumstances, I, I think it's just it's it's a bad sign if if that's where we as a nation have come to. So I'm hoping that a lot of this hysteria is, or it's, that's whipped up is is just a bunch of paranoia. It's um, a bunch of, of media and Democrats just playing on the fear that they've that they've been drumming you know, up leading up to the Capitol protest and, and afterwards and it's a whole bunch of nothing but we will see um, I'm but I for one am not going to be participating I'm going to be minding my own business and doing my job and leave the violence to the violent that that is not something that I I will participate in but it is interesting as we watch this new administration kind of take shape. The new cabinet that is being nominated certainly seems to be a freak show, uh, just a, a collection of a bunch of dangerous ideologues. 
and we will see how that happens. You know, again, I'm not a QAnon guy, but I, I, the, the, the fact that we see a career politician putting corrupt career politicians in those spots should surprise no one, and we should brace ourselves for what we have uh, to look forward to. One prime example, if, if you've seen this, uh, Rachel Levine, the Pennsylvania Health Secretary, has been nominated for uh, Assistant uh, Secretary of Health, uh, something along that line, in the Biden administration. But this is the, the same official, if you remember, who put and, and directed early on in the pandemic last year, directed COVID patients be placed in nursing homes. And of course, we saw what happened in New York and in Pennsylvania, what happened when they put these uh, sick patients in nursing homes at a time when therapies were not clear and they weren't sure how to, how to treat them at the time. And by putting these sick people in nursing homes, the disease just spread like crazy to the most vulnerable and tens of thousands of, of people, the most vulnerable died as a result. But what did Rachel Levine do? And while simultaneously directing COVID patients, sick COVID patients to be placed in nursing home, well, she removed her own mother from the nursing homes as a safety precaution. What a vile, disgusting person would do such a thing. And that is the type of person that we are being seen placed in positions of power within this new administration. And we just need to brace ourselves. And it, but again, what would you expect from, from someone who is corrupt, who's been compromised on a personal level, a professional level, and, and in government, you know, from taking Air Force Two with his son to broker a deal? Uh, I mean, this is, this is who's in charge, and, who, and what else can you expect? Um, I mean, we have someone who's going to be vice president who is making up these bogus stories. I mean, if, if you heard this one where she was, was trying to it was telling this story about when she was a little kid and she was attending a civil rights uh, protest and rally as, as a kid. And, and her, her parents, when not keeping an eye on her, she somehow fell out of a stroller and someone picked her up and said, oh, what's the matter? What, what do you want? And she said, freedom. Well, that story is complete bunk, <laughs> which, you know, to be fair to her, puts her in, in lockstep with her president that she's serving with because, you know, Joe Biden himself is a known plagiarizer. And, the, you know, the story that she took this from was none other than Dr. Martin Luther King. She's a fraud. Biden's a fraud. You know, we, 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 you know we're, we're talking about someone who's, who's going in into the presidency, you know, compromised um, him, himself in, in dealings with his family and with his, with his son. And you have a vice president who quite literally slept her way to the top. Um, Willie Brown will attest to that. And she was selected in that position solely based on her skin color and her gender. It's just, it's, it's bizarre. It's, I mean, this is what we have to look forward to. And God help us as, as we go through the coming years. 
But on the on the plus side, as we approach inauguration day, the lockdowns look like they are going to come to a quick and likely quiet end, as as the new president uh, takes his position and as the vaccine continues to roll out. Predictably, we're starting to see the red mayors and governors start to ease up on their rhetoric as far as lockdowns are concerned. Now, these lockdowns have been in the face of science. They've been in the face of the World Health Organization saying that they should be used only as a last resort. But in a weird way, as as incidents spike, the knee jerk is to lock down on bars and restaurants and, and gyms. I, 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 you know, for the life of me, I, I, I don't understand it. But in, you know, Governor Cuomo, who's in New York, who's been very aggressive with with these measures, came out and said that uh, you know we, we need to reopen bars and restaurants. We can't expect to keep them closed forever. Oh, no kidding. Is 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 that right? And, and you know. Here in uh, in Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, she said, "Then you know we need to reopen bars and restaurants to cut down on private parties that happen without precautions." Uh, okay, so which is it? I mean, are, are these these lockdowns do they help? Do they hurt? Are, are, are we following the science? Are we not following the science? Because I'm confused here. We seem to just go whichever way the wind blows and whatever way that you think that that you can put in place so that you are not seen as being at fault. But I, I, I just don't understand it. But predictably, that's what we're starting to see. We're starting to hear. I, for one, will not be surprised one bit if, as after we get past Wednesday, these restrictions quietly start to loosen. People go back to work. And very unsurprisingly as a result because people want to provide for themselves they want to provide for their families and we're going to start to see economic growth pick up we're going to see unemployment go down and who will be there to take credit for all these things by the time the spring's over and and these restrictions as ridiculous as they are are eased and lifted and predictably growth happens as a result of people not being forced to stay in their homes Everyone with a D, a giant capital D behind their name, is going to pat themselves on the back and take credit for it. Well, we in Gen X are not stupid. We see this crap happening from a mile away. We recognize hypocrisy when we see it. And we will be there to call bullcrap on all of those on all of those idiots. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it happens in, in as everyone braces for inauguration day, you know, I, I'm looking forward to get past getting past that. Although I'm very apprehensive and nervous f- from what's going to happen with this new org- with with this new administration, I just try to remember the words of the immortal Bob Marley in this song Three Little Birds." Every little thing is going to be all right. So I will ch- channel my inner reggae fan. Listen to Three Little Birds, cross my fingers that every little thing will be all right, and we will be back here to discuss it all. Stay cool, Gen X.